Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode, or... It's Razzymonth! Razzymonth! Uh, with me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. You need to take me seriously as a scientist. You're 14! <laughs> well, boy, let's get into the Meg 2. Big fishy fishy. So, let's just jump right into this. Fishy. It's 65 million years ago. A bug eats a bug, then a lizard eats that bug, then smaller dinosaurs eat the lizard, and then a bigger dinosaur eats those dinosaurs, and they look like the Goombas from 1993 Super Mario Brothers, (laughs) and about the same level of CGI, even though this movie was made 30 years later, the T-Rex follows them in. They swim away from something. One gets eaten by the T-Rex, then the Meg eats the T-Rex, and all of this is in terrible CGI. Yeah, my notes include, this looks like a Geico commercial. Because we start with the lizards, and I was really just waiting for, let me tell you how to save 5% on your car insurance. And uh, my favorite part is that these weird, tiny dinosaurs that are like amphibious. Yeah. uh, They swim away from the T-Rex, and the T-Rex puts his head underwater and screams, which to me is just the idea of a T-Rex screaming into a pillow. Like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Oh, they all got away. <laughs> Again, as I said, mood. <laughs> uh, and then it gets eaten by a Meg, and I could not stop laughing. And then the next thing we get is a card that says, Present day. Over the strains of Ice Ice Baby. Yes, why is Initially, ice, ice baby? it is under pressure. But Ice Ice Baby is so comically dated. To me, it's very interesting to have something be, quote, present day and then pick a song so temporally incongruent with, quote, present day. Yeah. Because one of the best uses of music is the beginning of Iron Man 3. Yes, when it's blue by Eiffel 65. Because it's supposed to be, like, 2001. Yeah. Or two, it's the new year 2000. Mm-hmm. And that's a... Perfect use of that song because it's so temporally locked into that moment. Yes. Uh, it should be noted that Under Pressure starts playing and I start singing. All right, stop, <laughs> collaborate, and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention, which is why I think Lara was confused. No, it's because these songs are extremely similar. No, they're completely different. You want to do that behind the music bit so bad. It's your birthday, just do it. Ding, 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 That's the way theirs goes. Ours goes ding, 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 It's a real thing, Vanilla Ice said. So we then see Jason Statham, who is doing pull-ups in a storage container. Yep. And then he uses plastic explosives to free himself from said container. Off the beat of Let Me Out, which would have been perfect if the door had just fallen out right as it was like, yeah. Let Me Out! Yeah. They don't do that. No, they, they, they that messed been that up. Nice, easy lob for them. 
And uh, he's actually on a cargo ship. Yeah, he was in a freighter. Yeah. One could imagine that he could have... Because he's, he's sneaking onto this boat to, to catch these people because they're throwing pollution into the ocean. Yeah. But there's like a lot of freight crates. He could have just been in the middle. And he would have never been able to get out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, then he goes into what, like the captain's area and takes pictures of a book with the biggest flashiest. And when I say flashiest, I don't mean like the camera's cool looking. I mean it makes the biggest... Yes. And it's like a lightning strike. Yeah, it's like if you're watching someone have a delusional nightmare about fame and they hear the flashbulbs. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And then he gets caught, and his response is, I'm here from the home office. Okay. Yeah, checking on uh, security protocols and um, taking a few pictures. So smart. He's on a boat in the middle of the ocean. He gets caught by a parrot, too. Oh, yes, and there's the a parrot, parrot for some reason. The parrot's like, help, help, help me. I'm guessing it's supposed to be stupid that he would use this as his excuse. Yes. And this leads to an action sequence. Yep. Where everyone's chasing him because he shouldn't be on the boat. He's beating up just like tons of people. Yes. Because he he doesn't like pollution. Because he's Jason Statham. Uh, The Statham is Stathaming. He ends up like parkouring across the top of the the freights and gets cornered. uh, Gives them both the finger and then jumps off the side of the boat. Yep. Falls backwards. Trust falls off the boat. Yes. Into the ocean, which is, you know, everyone knows, very easy to fall into safely. I mean, like, it's next to a ship, which is cutting through the water, so that water would, like, it would kind of get, like, sucked under. Yeah. Uh, On top of that, he's falling into the freshly dumped chemicals. Yep. And everyone's like, well, he's off the boat. He's not our problem now. And a plane comes out of nowhere. Yes. And, like, sucks him up and some water and flies away. This would kill you. Yep. Like, if you're in the water and then a plane flying scooped you up, you're still going from stationary to whatever the speed the plane is going. And what's making you move is when the plane part runs into you. (laughs) So you're just getting hit by a plane doing, I don't know, how fast that plane's going at that time. Let's generously say 55 miles an hour. Yeah, not good for your body. (laughs) No. Uh, It's Jason Statham, Jason Statham-ing as hard as he can Jason Statham. And then when the plane lands, like, there's, there's also this implication that he puts in a breathing device. Yeah. So when he gets scooped up, he's just, like, in a container of water that whole time that they're flying. Yeah. Which means he's in a small contained area full of chemicals that were just jumped in the ocean. Yep. This is dumb. Yes. Yes, it is. So we then go to... We're at a party. Next. We're, we do like a brief scene where they're testing out tech. 
Yeah, someone's created an Iron Man suit. Yeah, and then uh, I look away for two seconds, and then we're in a new scene. Yes. And we're at an Oceanic Institute gala, and first there's like an in-memoriam for a woman who, by the way, no, and I have not seen the first Meg. Yeah, that's important. We have not seen the Meg one. We are going in this completely fresh eyes. This is We are completely clueless. We jumped into the sequel without doing the original. I don't know who Roxas is. You know, one of those situations. So it turns out to be Suyin, the female lead from the first film, has okay. died between films uh, because the actress stepped away for her mental health. And instead of writing her off in a way where she could potentially come back to the franchise, they just killed her off. Well, I know one of your favorite things is when female characters are killed off screen uh, in between films. I know that that is like, you love when yeah, movies It's up there with the surprise cancer movie with things I just deeply enjoy. Just love when they just like, well, she's not here, so she's useless, so she's dead. It's not even she's not here because she's useless. There's also just the like, the man story is what's important. So what we end up doing is we want him to have a new interesting love interest every film. Mm Mm-hmm. So we ditch the previous film's love interest. So I digress. Mm Mm-hmm. They're at the Oceanic Institute Gala. They get this morning. And then we find out that Jason Statham's name is Jonas Taylor. Yes. And his niece... Oh, then I say the niece because I don't know who she like who she's related to yet. Uh, but she's Mei Yin, and she also turns out to be Jonas's, which is Jason Statham's character, uh, stepdaughter. She's the daughter of the woman who we saw the in memoriam for. Oh, okay. Which Noah just found out. No, I thought it was his actual daughter. I didn't know it was his stepdaughter. She's in the first movie as like a child. Well, yeah, I yeah. figured that as much. I just figured it was. I did research the first mm-hmm. movie to figure out the hell I was doing. And. I want to say this just because it's the first time I've noticed this. This is very much a product of a film that's like, we want this to do well in China. Like, a lot of this movie is in Chinese. Okay. And there's a few times that I've caught, like, the mouth not syncing up correctly, where I was like, oh, that was filmed in Chinese. And they dubbed over American Some people call it English. Uh, (laughs) Like, because clearly it's a film that's a big American action movie. So they tend to do well in China. So there's a lot of, like, China flavoring mixed in. Yes, uh, Meg 2 was uh, mostly made by a Chinese studio. That makes sense. And... uh, the U.S. distribution was very important. Yeah, I mean, According to our box office, uh, Meg to the Trench was a fully-fledged Chinese production. That makes sense, because America and China are like the two biggest um, uh, supporters of film. So you want to you try to appeal to both. So I guess it's just, it has American flavoring <laughs> in a Chinese movie. So... It's, uh, the, we meet the scientist Juming and his, uh, his niece, Jason Statham's stepdaughter, Mei Ying. Yes. Uh, they just, like, make fun of Jonas and make him take selfies with all the tourists. Yeah. 
Because he's the man who fought, fought the, Meg. the Meg and lived. He says something to him like, Smile and pretend you love it. Go on, give him a hug. Give him a tickle. That's Jonas. Give him a hug. Give him a tickle. He loves people. He loves people. Because he doesn't love people. Because he's a Jason Statham character. <laughs> and uh, this is also, right after this is where we learn that May uh, is very smart. Yes, yeah, she wants to be a scientist like her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're talking about doing another dive, a 25th dive, I want to say, to the Marianas Trench. And while they're discussing that dive, she demands to be taken seriously because she is a scientist. Despite being 14. You need to start taking me seriously as a scientist. You're 14. I don't think she has a single doctorate. If I have to guess, I don't think she does. No. I mean, it's very much played for... It's very much played for laughs. And I I also want to bring this up. Okay. Uh, It's called Meg to the Trench. Mm Mm-hmm. The Trench is the subtitle to the most popular Aquaman comic book. Aquaman the Trench. I just feel like that's bad branding when there's also Aquaman movies coming out. (laughs) I mean, yes, but... How many people really know that? I'm just, that that's just my feeling. This movie could have just been called The Trench, because The Trench is more important than The Meg. Unfortunately, that is 100% true. Um, it, it does feel like The Meg is a little bit of a uh, an afterthought. However, we do see The Meg from, we see a Meg named... Uh, Something with an H that I don't think I could pronounce. Uh, it's essentially Haichi, which is Juming's, like, for want of a better term, pet Meg. It's a Meg that is in captivity. That they discovered as a baby. That they discovered as a baby that he believes he can train. Yes. So there's these moments where he's in the water. With, like, a clicker. With a clicker trying to, like... Say to the shark, don't eat me. I I have the clicker. This is 100% Chris Pratt and the Raptors. It's just the same idea of like this big scary animal that only murders I've, I've developed a friendship with. And they do a fake out where he gets eaten, but he's not eaten. Uh, nobody like, everyone thinks he's eaten. Gets over it, like, real quick. He's like, oh, he's gone. I couldn't see it. It's what he would have wanted. Anyway, what are we getting for dinner? Oh, oh, oh he's alive. <laughs> uh, he died as he lived. <laughs> Trying to get that shark to listen to him. Yeah. Uh, and then also, this whole time, uh, Jonas is in terrible shorts. <laughs> that really took me out of everything. So... Jonas is in terrible shorts, which I did not notice. Uh, so, yeah, he's dead. Oh, no. LOL. He's fine. Time to go down to the trench. Yeah. That's what I have in my notes. Well, there's also a great moment where May is uh, putting her hand on the glass, talking to the shark, and goes, Do you miss your mom, big fish? And, you know, it's lines like that that make me not take her seriously as a scientist. That she's referring to the shark as a big fish. I think it's supposed to give her like a little bit of like sad pathos because she'd miss her mom. 
Yeah, we're, we're definitely supposed to make the connection that May and this tiny Meg, tiny Meg, uh, are parallels, which is dumb. So are you ready to go down in this trench? I mean, I'm not going down the trench. So there's two teams that are getting into these submarines and going down to the trench. And team one is Jonas, a girl we like. Uh, Regus. Regus. A cosplayer who has lots of toys. Named Lance. And his girlfriend, maybe? Yeah, um... The other people on there are Curtis, Sal, and Lance. And then Regus, Jonas, and Juming. Juming. Yeah, that, that was the other one. Yeah, Juming's the uncle, the scientist who's training the... Yes, yes. They're on, they're, he's on a separate submarine. Yes. Uh, so... They make fun of Lance a lot. Because he goes to Comic-Con. He goes to Comic-Con. And he, co- and he cosplays. And they're like, Do you, what's with all the toys? And he's like, they're figurines. Because that joke is relevant in 2023. And the girl's like, can I see you p- see pictures of you in cosplay? And he's like, oh, you're not ready for that. Which is a Chekhov's gun. Yeah. I was like, okay, so at, at some point we need to see this guy in cosplay. Like, I'm thinking he's going to be like a Cloud Strife guy, and he's going to be able to wield a buster sword, and that'll be a fun little thing for later. Fingers crossed. This movie was nominated for a Razzie. Good things don't happen. Uh, while they're on this descent, the floor opens, and hidden inside is May. Well, they notice that the oxygen is running out faster than it should be. Yeah. Almost like there's another creature on board mm-hmm. using oxygen. Then the floor opens and it turns out to be the child. Yeah. She is stowed away on the ship because they've done this so many times that it should be absolutely fine that she's going on. And immediately Jason Statham's like, what if something goes wrong? You don't even have like a safety suit to put on. And she's like, I brought one. I'm like, yep. oh, okay, cool. Because that would be a plot hole later. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's supposed to show that, like, she's smart. You know what I mean? Like, she's, she is thinking about this kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. I mostly felt like it was, we're going to be in these suits later. And I don't want to hear critics be like, hey, if she was a stowaway, why'd they have a suit for her? Yeah. So then... We find the Meg. Not not their Meg, but like a different Meg, I think. Well, first first they go through like this plot point juice. Like there's this layer of glowy stuff that like keeps Megs underwater. Like basically it's the idea that there is this thing that the creatures that live so deep underwater can't get past so that they're, they stay contained and don't bother us little tiny humans. This is how you get Cloverfield monsters. This is the exact recipe to get Cloverfield monsters, and here we go. Yay. And it turned, 
I believe that the the first Meg they see is June's who escaped. Yes. And, yes, you're right. And he's just kind of like, what are you doing here? So again, it's the parallel of the daughter showing up unexpectedly because she and the Meg are parallels. So they get through the plot point juice and stumble upon a shark orgy. Yes. It is a Meg breeding ground that they're just kind of hanging out in. Yes. This, to me, felt so much like they're in the ship. They're underwater. It's dark. There's all these, like, giant creatures floating around. This felt like Dark Bramble from Outer Wilds, which you know lovingly as Ghosts and Anglerfish. Oh, I wrote a whole Fallout Boy parody about this. <laughs> yeah, so it's very much that feeling of, like, I'm in a place where I am not welcomed. Yeah. And I'm flying my ship around all these giant monsters that could eat me. So I kind of miss that just because it was... I have a bad thing with movies like this that I find very difficult of they become CGI noise. Well, th- there is a moment where you step away and you miss, like, three minutes of the movie. Yes. And it's, in a way, the most important three minutes of the film. <laughs> Because what happens is they find a underwater base and they're like, there's no way there could be an underwater base down here. Like, we're the only people with the technology to get down here. Yeah. Like, how is this possible? Much less hangout down here. And they're like, well, let's go investigate. As they are like going to investigate, there's another submarine. Which has Captain Bad Guy on it. Yes. And Captain Bad Guy's like, ooh, other ships are approaching. While his crew are outside in, like, dive suits, placing explosives into rock because they're mining They're strip something. mining something, yes. Uh, and Captain Bad Guy's like, people are coming. We gotta blow this now. I don't have time to come get you. And the guys are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you can't just det... And he just detonates it. Yeah, he just and kills And he blows all of up his, his crew. His crew. If this scene wasn't in the movie, this guy wouldn't be a villain. Yeah. He would just be a guy on a job... <laughs> Mining. It's why they have to establish this character moment. They have to establish him as ruthless and evil. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, he's not that bad. Yeah. And honestly, at times, is sympathetic. Yeah. He blows it up, which causes a cave-in. It, a big hole in the thermo, what's it? Yeah, it, we, the, the thermo plot point gets breached, and rocks are falling. So everyone's trying to get their submarine out of the way of rocks. They get buried. And uh, they call up to the surface like, hey, we're buried. Um, there was like an explosion down here. It's been real. It's real weird down here. Uh, can you come down here and pick us up? And the guy on the surface, I don't know his name. Mac. Mac. Mac is like, we can't. Somehow, the uh, rescue submarine 
was sabotaged. And Mac is up there with a Sam Jackson type. DJ. Named DJ. And blonde girl with evil face. Yes. Uh, you'd best know her as the lead in the show Scream Queens. Not one of the Chanel's. The generic blonde girl. Because she is wearing like these red glasses. And anytime like they mention like somebody sabotaged it. She like scrunches up her nose. And I just went, blonde girl's evil. Yeah, you call it a Blonde girl's definitely evil. It's like, oh, someone sabotaged it. It's blonde girl. We know it's blonde girl. So with our heroes tragically buried under tons of rocks, they have no idea what to do or no alternative other than to don their safety suits and take a three mile or three kilometer stroll to whatever this mining base is. Uh, The problem is there's not a lot of oxygen in the suit. Yeah. So they have to walk quickly but conserve air. Conserve air. And Comic-Con guy starts to panic, which takes up a lot of oxygen immediately. Well, Comic-Con guy, like, starts poking stuff. He has a panic attack first. Then he starts poking <laughs> stuff. And then he gets, like, attacked by a sea worm. Yes. And, like, we, we actually see inside the helmet. And they pull it off and they're like, don't touch anything, Comic-Con guy. He's like, sorry. And thus, they continue this weird stroll. <laughs> they get there's a jump scare with like some sort of marine life that I wrote down as a catfish scare. Yeah. Followed by I am very funny. And then uh Lance gets like fascinated by an octopus. And then somebody goes, Lance is missing. And then my next note is Lance is stupid. Yeah. He was like, look at all these baby octopods. And then like you see an eye open behind him. And then You see his helmet just drift down. Yeah. Because this movie is very, very low on actual gore. Yeah. This is very cartoon violence. It's PG-13. Like, very light PG-13, in my opinion. Like, it's not that bad. What? Is his name Lance? I have his name as Glenn. Uh, I have it as Lance on... Because I didn't know either... Uh, it's Lance on Wikipedia. I have it as Glenn in my notes too, which means I think we both heard it as Glenn. Yeah, maybe maybe there's maybe his name is Lance Glennerson or something. I have no idea. Uh, but I just I just like well, I have Glenn is dead, and we never saw his cosplay. Like they gave him this one trait. Lance on IMDb as well. Weird. <laughs> we both misheard it because my notes also do say Lance, but he or Glenn. He is given one trait that he is a nerd. He goes to Comic-Con and he cosplays. Yeah. Setting up that eventually we will see him, I don't know, dressed as Sailor Moon. But instead he's just dead. (laughs) It's like, oh, well that sucks. And then the, the girl that's with them. There's Sal and Kurt. Wait, there's three women on the team. At this point. There's the, the, okay. <laughs> there's May, who's. Well, there's daughter. four women. I, I didn't even, I wasn't okay. counting the little girl. Okay. Um, there's Regus, who's the security officer. Yes. There's 
Sal and Curtis. Sal and Curtis. And one of them gets really upset when Lance dies and starts freaking out, which uses up a bunch of her oxygen. Yes. Sal. That's Sal. And Sal keeps being like, I'm running out of oxygen and panicking. Yes. Like, no, just keep walking and we'll get there. Uh, they get to the, uh, the the front door, and I guess they're going to knock, of this uh, drilling site. And the Megs have taken notice. So they legitimately just do the T-Rex flare scene from it, Jurassic Park. It is straight up the Jurassic Park. And it's just like, hey, look over here, look over here. To the point that eventually... Uh, Jonas is like, you're being stupid, and takes the flare and, like, shoots it. So it goes far away. Yeah. Uh, We then get, like, meanwhile, uh, on the bad guy sub, and the bad guy sub looks like what I imagine the Titan to look like. The Titan? So you know the rich guy sub that went to look at the Titanic? yes, yes. That, like, I... I have a note here. He is probably steering that John with a Logitech controller. <laughs> like, it looks like crap. But he's video calling a woman yes. that we recognize from the gala. Yes, her name is Hillary. Hillary Driscoll. Yes. Uh, and so it turns out that she is stealing all of June's technology to do whatever's happening in this space. We don't know what's happening yet, but that's how they got down there is that in secret they stole this technology and now they're down there. Uh, We get this insane action sequence at this point where all this stuff is happening. They're being attacked by Megs. Things are exploding underwater. And my note here is, how can something look so terrible and so expensive? (laughs) Because... They're in these big, goofy suits, and I know they're just running around a green screen. But they spent millions of dollars making it really dark and poorly lit so you can't really see what's happening. It's frustrating. (laughs) As everybody runs in slow motion because they're underwater. But then, uh, Sal is pretty much out of air realizes she's out of air. And Juming is trying to keep her with them. Yes. And she realizes that she is... Uh, she's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So she shoves Juming so that he makes it into the pod. And gets eaten. Oh. I see this as like, she knows she's dead... The last thing she wants to do is take him down with her. Okay, that's a little bit better. Because he's been trying to drag her along for a while. Okay, because to me it just felt like she was running out of air, she was running out of air, she ran out of air, and then she got eaten by a shark. The idea that she then sacrificed herself, No, she, like, the last thing she does is pushes him. Okay. Away from her. So that okay. he doesn't die as well. That is slightly better now. But then we also have the issue with... Um, the other girl who has the cracked helmet. Curtis. Curtis. Curtis' helmet is like cracked and doing that thing where like it's starting to fracture more and more. Yeah. 
So they end up escaping into an airlock, and Jonas is frantically trying to close it, but her helmet is getting more and more broken. And all they have to do is wait for the water to do to drain so everything will be depressurized and she'll be fine. Yeah. And Juming is trying to like talk her down, say, like, we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it, we're gonna they don't make it. Yeah. Her helmet breaks and her head explodes. And we lose three characters we're supposed to care about very quickly. We don't lose I'm gonna just spoil this. We don't lose a single other lead we care about for the rest of the film. Literally after this movie or after this moment, it's a completely different film. But like we do not lose a single additional good guy character. Yeah. Because after this, it's all kind of fun and laughs in this insane shark movie. Not yet. I would say the line is a little later. I'd say once they get out of this part, once they're out of the trench, it becomes a different movie. There's a ridiculous part that's coming. (laughs) Yeah, but... Like, come on now. So... Um... Because oh, I do have a note. Spear! Spear! Because I think someone gets speared by a dinosaur at one point. Because um, what they, they discover that they're mining these, like, stones that are, like, worth a billion dollars. Which, I'm pretty sure, underwater mining isn't really illegal. Like, you should probably register it. But it's not sinister. <laughs> and they never do the thing where it's like, they're upsetting the mating grounds of the Meg. That's why they're upset. We never get that line. Something like that would have really helped. Instead, we get this moment where Jonas is like, we gotta open this door. June, help me. On three. Three! And then they strain to to open it, and May's like, you push this button, and the door opens. Because we're in a different movie now. Now it's gags. Well, then we get the thing where, like, Jess video calls them and is like, by the way, I'm evil! <laughs> yes! Blonde girl reveals that she's evil, and her name is Jess, which is how I have it written here. <laughs> it turns out she's evil, and her name is Jess. Because they, they're like, they close the hatch, and Regus is trying to figure out how to close this hatch, and then it closes, and Regus goes, that wasn't me. Mm. And then Jess is like, ha 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 ha, it's me! Mm. I'm the one who sabotaged the sub. Uh, I'm the submarine woman. I'm the one who wins. Yeah. I can let you out of here in these escape pods, but you have to kill Jonas? Yeah, and she... For my entertainment, really. She frames it as Mei Ying doesn't need to die here. Mm -hmm. Like, she frames it very much as, like, save the little girl. Yeah. By doing this. By killing Jonas. And Regis, like... Raises the gun. Jonas repeatedly tells her to do it. Mei Ying begs her not to. And then Regis can't do it. And Jess casually jettisons the last pod. Yeah, so now they have no escape. They are trapped under ne- underwater thousands of feet. And then she's talking to the evil T-swilling leader. And she's like, ha 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 ha, we win. And Driscoll's like, can you just finish this? Like, I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored now. Bored now. And so Jess hits the flood zone button. I'm watching the movie, and here's my notes for this. Something, something, science. Something, something, air. Something, something, sinus. 
yeah, that's totally how this works. They live. Who cares? Yeah. This is the scene where it's just like, oh, now it's a big, dumb action movie. That This is the scene where I pivoted. Okay. I get through the, like, shoot him scene. Oh, okay. Where's the last attempt at drama. But they, they th- Jonas is like, I'm going to get into this, uh, the, the airlock. And uh, I can then swim to unlock the door. It's like, well, won't you be crushed? He's like, no, because he's going to take the water into his sinuses. Because you don't see fish getting crushed. And because of that, he'll be able to survive for like a solid 30 seconds. And maybe he'll get the door open in that time. That's the plan. You spent so much time on this other woman being exploded by the water pressure. To just be like, yeah, but Jonas can do it. (laughs) Because he's going to... And like... You see him, like, breathe in water and then breathe out blood. (laughs) It's like, wait, what's happening? Guess what? He does it because he's Jason Statham. Uh, And you know what? It's been a while since we've had a fight. Yep. Captain Bad Guy from the, the Titan arrives. And... In the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Takes a pickaxe. Why they have pickaxes, I don't know. They're mining. Yeah, they were mining with explosives. (laughs) And he swings it at Jason Statham. Doesn't hit him, but rather pins him to a conveyor belt with it. Okay. But like... You can shimmy to the side because it's open on the other end where the handle is. But Jason Statham's like, oh, no. It's one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. They steal his submarine to get out of here. Captain Bad Guys. Yep. Um, I don't know how Captain Bad Guy escapes. Yep. Literally, I have. Do we ever go over? Oh, no, I do know how Captain Bad Guy escapes because it's ridiculous. Because I screamed. I was too busy screaming to write this down. Our heroes get into the submarine and they surface. And we watch them like go up this big long uh, path, go through the glowy bit. The glowy bit is breached so now Megs can swim free. And then we see Captain Bad Guy walk out and there's like a balloon outside. Like something that floats. Yeah. And he grabs it and untethers it and then just rides that to the top. Yes. In just like a a scuba suit. Yep. (laughs) Like the grip strength on this man as this rockets him towards the surface is insane. Yeah, and he lives. And of course he lives. So... What a hero, honestly. (laughs) They left him down there to die and he found a way. So, Jess says they're on high alert and they need to get control of Mono 1. And at this point, DJ and Mac, who are the team members who are on the Mono 1, which is their, like, craft, realize it was Jess. So, they're in, like, a safe room. And Jess is trying to get them out. And DJ hands Mac a taser. And he has mace. So, they open it. DJ immediately maces the soldiers. Mac walks into it. Yeah, walks out and walks into the cloud of mace. And then DJ also tases Jess. Uh, I also want to point out, because it's such a funny choice, 
Once Jess is revealed to be evil, she no longer wears her red glasses yeah. as if it was a disguise. Yeah. Like, we'll no longer need these. I've shown my true color. These rose-tinted glasses were for show. Everyone gets on the mono one, like all the heroes. And Juming and uh, Jonas tell Rigas to protect the little girl with her life. And she's like, I will. And then Mei-Yang goes, and I'm going to protect her with my life. And they're like, no. No, no don't do that. <laughs> uh, DJ and Mac are now running around the ship. And Mac's complaining about being maced. Um, they get cornered by soldiers. And DJ beats them up while wearing his little backy pack. Yes. And then I have a note of these are the only two people I care about in this film. Yeah, because they're fun. And then DJ turns out, uh, because of the events of the previous movie... Uh, where he was apparently more of a coward, he, like, levels up for yeah. this movie and then always has a survival pack in him, with him. And then I have, he's just like me, for real. He, at one point, is just like, yeah, I'm taking things serious now. Pulls out a giant gun. Like a giant a gun. A huge gun. Puts it next to Max's head and fires at a bad guy. That would destroy your ears. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Captain Bad Guy makes it to Jess and it turns out they're in love and now I'm cheering for them. Because they have love. Uh, also, I love... Uh, after DJ and Matt get apprehended, DJ says, and I quote... That was some unfortunate shit back there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jumin and Jonas uh, ambush a group because Juming kind of just poses as an innocent scientist. He doesn't like show that he's the guy who's running everything. Yeah. And he says in Chinese, like, you think I'm just hanging out here because I know you don't speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even realize that Jonas is going to Jason Statham you from the side. And then he does that. Yes. All of this is not interesting. Like, for, for it being a, a ragtag group of people taking down basically terrorists on an oil rig, none of this is fun. <laughs> There's a great line reading that Mac has when he finds Jonas and he goes, Oh, I thought you were dead. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. It doesn't do it. Like, the same way you would go to a bar and go, like, Oh, Jim, I thought you were still working over at, you know, big old bank. Uh, Regus and Mei Ying radio because they say they have noticed uh, multiple big effing sharks. And evil woman and evil blonde... Hillary and Jess. <laughs> ...are on a video call. And Driscoll says, like... We need someone to emerge a hero. Jess, are you ready for a promotion? Mm-hmm. Kind of showing that, like, Jess is going to be the one who survives and, like, she's going to be the face and they were going to kind of just use her as, like, this brave, innocent scientist mm-hmm. survived. And she goes, like, that's fine. I'm in this room. It's Meg-proof. And she taps on the glass a couple times. Yeah. And then immediately gets megged. Yeah, the Meg bursts through. It is... Literally a scene from Deep Blue Sea. Sea. And it's so dumb because the Meg bursts through and eats her. But like, I think we're supposed to believe that the Meg is the same size as the window it broke. So it doesn't immediately flood the thing they're in. Yeah. And it allows Captain Bad Guy to get out. Yeah, crying because he's now lost... Yeah, the hero of this movie, who wants to mine and make money 
and be with his girlfriend. So everyone we like gets on a raft, but and they pull out a group of oars. Because by starting the motor, it'll catch too much attention and they'll look like food. And then Noah says, yeah, because, you know, food doesn't just, like, flop around in the ocean yeah, aimlessly. splashing around at the surface of the water is not what, like, an injured seal does. It, they all have metal blades going, that's food. Uh, the not-terrorist terrorists then chase them, but they turn on their motor and they get megged. And then DJ says, he ate the whole boat. He did. Yes. And then uh, Montez, who is Captain Bad Guy, tells Hillary that Jess is dead and he's crying. And, he, and Hillary's like, are you crying? Like, not sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. Just everyone I love is dead and this job I was working for fell through. It's just bad. And then we go to our next location and now the movie turns into a movie you want to see. Yes, because we're off to Fun Island. Fun Island. And then I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the music and I'm like, this can't be what I'm thinking it is. I'm like, this is, is this, that's not my name in a Chinese dialect? And then I dismiss this thought. I have it in my notes. So I'm like, it can't be right. It's 100% right. <laughs> we find out because they play more of it over the credits. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because it's a bunch of like, it's. Translated into Chinese, but they don't change the names. Yeah. So, so you hear so a like bunch of Chinese, Chinese Stacy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, it's definitely, that's not my name. Um, and I speak no Chinese. Yeah. I'm, I speak French. So uh, an influencer is like just kind of talking about Fun Island, uh, exposition dumping to a bunch of other tourists. Uh, and there's a cute little dog. And a pot of dolphins, and the dog barks the dolphins. Yes. Um, I like the dog. Uh, spoiler, kids, the dog is fine. The dog is fine. I literally saw the dog on the poster and looked this movie up on Does the Dog Die? So. <laughs> That's what I cared about, guys. Uh, what Basically, what my notes boil down to is random shark and monster stuff happens. Yes. Because Fun Island is now surrounded by Megs. But you know what? For a treat, Giant Octopus is there too. And you know what? Remember from the beginning, those weird amphibious monster things? Which appear to be called snappers in all the literature I found. Snapper Snappers is a fish! You can't do that! <laughs> okay, well I'm going to call them snappers because I'm tired and I'm not going to give them a new name. Okay. Uh, so... Generic shark stuff happens. Like, well, they take down like a boat where there's a proposal, but we're supposed to be cool with it because she complains about the ring. Yeah, he because he drops it. She complains that he dropped it and calls him an idiot. He bends down to get it, and then when he emerges out from under the bench that he dropped it under, she's gone. Yes, because she's been gotten. And then they all get gotten. I think this Meg hates love. I think anyone that's anywhere close to having some sort of relationship, the Meg ruins it. It's not the Meg. Oh, is it the octopus? Because I have no... Wait, that's an octopus! <laughs> we played Octodad. Uh, yeah. And so we say octopus. Octopus! In a very distinct fashion. Yes. You see? He is octopus! Little Dino's from the beginning. 
The tourists panic because they hear our heroes shooting at the little dinos. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, oh, this is easily the scariest part of the whole movie. You're on vacation at a tourist resort and you hear gunfire. (laughs) Gunfire, yeah. Um, Jonas tells Mei Ying to go to a lifeguard tower and hide. And he's like, this isn't like usual when I say to do something and you do whatever you want. Yeah. What do you think she does? She eventually sees, like, a child in trouble and is like, well, now I have to jump into the water and swim to them and get them out because there's a shark. She also then later saves the dog herself. Yes. Uh, So then Hillary Driscoll looks around and goes, a lot of dead people. Nope. And she grabs a gun and she gets back in the helicopter. Unfortunately, uh, it's very, again, very Jurassic Jurassic Park. Park. Uh, It's Newman. It's Newman getting eaten by the Dilopagos? The... <laughs> I, I think you're pronouncing it closer to the correct pronunciation than I am. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things where it's just like, this is just Jurassic It's a Dilophosaurus. I just can never remember it, so I just always make the noise yeah. instead. Dennis Nedry. Uh, DJ and Regus find out the dinos are amphibious. And one of the things he pulls out of his emergency pack is like a whole sleeve of Trojans. And I wanted those to be a Chekhov's gun so badly. No. And they're they're not. Nothing, no, nothing pays off in this movie. Do, is anything set up and then paid off later? I don't think... In this film? No. And then um, one of the things DJ has in his bag, 90s kids will love this, is a Nokia phone. Yes. And I turn to Noah and goes, he should just throw the phone at a shark. Yeah, just... And then just go get it. it. (laughs) And then Jason Statham blows up a shark with a harpoon they rigged up on the raft. And I go, yes, this is what the movie is supposed to be. Yeah. So then Juman and uh, Mac are trying to get to a helicopter. And the helicopter is out of fuel. This is Hillary's helicopter. She's already dead. Yeah, because she had Newman. And all he has is a shovel. Yes, all he has is a shovel. And he... Kills one of them, one of the snappers, with a shovel. And I just yell, I have a gift. I shovel well. Which is great. Because this happens with animals that mercenaries could not kill with guns. Yes! That, the other thing about this is, I don't know why these things are so hard to kill. Like, they're kind of fast and they have sharp teeth. But like... They're no, like, more dangerous other than that they're amphibious than, like, a hyena, I guess? What, is that there's, like, a pack of them? You could still just club them with stuff. <laughs> but no one tries to fight them, really, until they get shoveled. Uh, there's a guy who's gross and is gross to a bunch of women. He gets eaten by uh, the giant octopus. Yeah. Um, you're not sorry. Again, because it's unclear what team we're supposed to be on. <laughs> Do we like the humans or do we like the octopus? The next note I have, there's a bunch of stuff that happens that's completely inconsequential. Yeah. Like we, like we mentioned Mei Ying going to get the child in yeah. the sea. This um, is, Jason Statham is has explosive spears. Yes. And he's like zooming around on a, a jet ski. Yes. Uh, because. Because. Uh, the one thing I did want to point out is that they, they fake the... Lara Croft jet ski barrel roll. Yeah. Remember that like famous stunt where Lara Croft is on a jet ski and she does a barrel roll with it. They very clearly fake it in Lara Croft. They actually do that stunt. 
Like, it's a guy dressed in a bikini. <laughs> made up to look like Angelina Jolie. But he actually barrel rolls a jet ski. This, they clearly just fake it with CGI. Uh, and uh, forgive me if I'm jumping ahead, but one of the Megs almost gets the best of Jason Statham. Yeah. And he gets thrown up against a dock. No, that's exactly where we are. All right, and Jason Statham kicks the shark in the nose. <laughs> yes. The His foot is smaller than the shark's teeth. Jason Statham fends off the shark with his feet. With his feet. With his tootsies. Um, yeah. Uh, the octopus gets the helicopter Jumin and Mac are on. Mm-hmm. Because, sure. And then Juming jumps from the helicopter and a canopy breaks his fall in a way that would not break your fall in real life. He would be super dead. Yeah, very. Uh, I believe Mythbusters proved that. Like, it's not even, but like, it's not even a good canopy. Like, it's not even like yeah, cartoon physics. It doesn't like, even slow his descent. <laughs> so, uh, Montez, who's Captain Bad Guy. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time we used his name. I've used his name a couple times. <laughs> They have a fight scene on the dock. And, like... He and Jason Statham. He has, like, this giant gun. And he's trying to shoot Jason Statham. And, like, there's an octopus and a a shark around and all these snappers. At this point, let it go. (laughs) Like... I would just leave and be like, I'm going to assume Jason Statham gets murdered by one of six monsters <laughs> that are on the island. But he's out for revenge, maybe? <laughs> Though Jason Statham didn't kill anybody that he liked. The only people that killed people that he liked was the Meg and him. The octopus gets Maying. Yes. And then Juming stabs it with a tentacle. Then Juming gets got. And then he stabs another tentacle and drops the machete bomb. Because he's a bomb that he made at some point. Yes. Strapped to a machete. And then I have a note of, if we were still doing the cocktails, I would have had to figure out what a machete bomb was. Yeah. Uh, and then a Meg... Bites the octopus, and then the octopus tries to strangle the Meg. This, and we realize this is the pet Meg. Yes. The other two Megs are dead. Yes. There's still a third pe- Meg, but don't worry, Jathan Statham will take care of it. Uh, <laughs> the, the following things that happen are so dumb. Uh... Mac is fine, by the way. He was driving the helicopter. The helicopter crashes with, conveniently, uh, Mac only up to his neck in water. Yes. So he can breathe. So, so he he's good. Breathe. Jason Statham needs to get rid of uh, of Captain Bad Guy. So he bleeds a little bit into the water. Yes. And then the Meg comes and eats him. And Jason Statham looks down the camera lens and goes, See you later, chum. The whole, I, that was where they started writing this movie. Yes. <laughs> And then they just worked out around it. Uh, they go to save... Uh, Mei-Ying. Uh, Mei-Ying. And uh, the, uh, the pet shark yeah. is, like, coming at them. 
And June's like, don't worry, we have a bond. And he goes underwater and he uses his clicker. And the other two are like, this is dumb. You're going to get eaten. And just as the Meg's about to attack, he turns. Or she turns. She turns and then goes to eat some dolphins. And June kind of like pets the side of the shark as it goes by. Which goes to show, sharks will be your friend if you imprison them long enough. Additionally, uh, the last remaining shark who is alive, because uh, we killed one shark yes. with the harpoon. We let the girl shark go. Yes. The last shark uh, at some point gets stabbed in the head with a chunk of helicopter. So yeah, Jason Statham takes... Pretty the, unceremoniously. Takes the blade of the helicopter and is just whacking the water to attract it. You know how, like, if a paddle hits the water, it looks like food and will attract the Meg? Yep. Oh, this movie. (laughs) And the Meg jumps out to eat him, and he just puts the blade of the helicopter up and (laughs) other end into the ground, so it impales itself through the roof of its mouth. You know, the way Kratos killed the Hydra. Yes. (laughs) That is what happens. So then, pretty much after this, we're in the denouement. Oh, we uh, we saved the dog. We saved the dog. And then we have the denouement. And it's DJ hanging out with a bunch of ladies. Yes, getting drunk. And then the other survivors drinking tastefully out of, like, rocks glasses mm-hmm. while he's just drinking out of a bottle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mei Ying goes, am I grounded? And both her uncle and her stepfather go... Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we hear, that's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. And that's the, I will say the last half hour of this movie is very fun. Like the last half hour where it's just dumb shark violence and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do think we blew through the minor characters way too quickly. We blew through the, both the good guys and the bad guys. All the casualties feel very grouped together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we lose all three good guys within like 10 minutes. Yeah. And we lose the two bad women within like 10 minutes. And then the last one standing is Montez, who isn't that bad. Yeah, he's had a bad day. This, this is his killing joke. Uh, but... What bothers me about this is you have a big, dumb, stupid shark movie and you didn't make it big and dumb and stupid enough, but you also didn't add anything to it to give it value because the movie spends time comparing the pet Meg to May and kind of linking them as these kind of like wild, but like powers of good right and the whole thing about may is she never does what she's told and the whole thing about the pet meg is learning to do what you're told <laughs> so the parallels immediately broken but like does she does the pet meg really ever or did she just go like oh dolphins i mean that's what jason statham says jason statham says you didn't train that shark 
it just saw dolphins. But June's like, no, I trained it. We have a bond. And now it's up to us as the host of this podcast to really unpack the underlying meaning of the Meg to the Trench and decide if that shark had feelings for its owner. I'm sorry. It's Prison Keeper. <laughs> yeah. Which is not even like... You, you can't really have that with sharks. No. That's not how sharks work. No, and like, I understand it. it's supposed to be the same thing as like Blue from Jurassic World. But... It, there's, a, there's a CGI thing that happens where the shark's eyes roll back because now it's in heat and desperate to get to the shark orgy. Yes. And then June hits its clicker and its eyes turn from one type of dead shark eye to a different type of big dead shark eye. And I think we're supposed to take that as, oh, she recognizes him. Yeah. That's her captor. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, The movie's not good. No. Like, when I said the last half hour is fun, I don't want you to think it's, like, good. Yeah. Uh, Now, I know you didn't see uh, Exorcist. I did not. But I would rank this higher than Exorcist in that it is a higher negative number. Yeah. if, If you've never heard us use this scale before, 10 is a masterpiece film. Like The Godfather. Negative 10 is a disaster piece film, like The Room. Mm-hmm. Zero is no value. Like, yeah. you just, you can't enjoy this. And I, I feel like we've watched some zeros. Yeah, we've definitely have. Uh, Exorcist is like a two, two and a half. Meg 2 is a negative two, two and a half. Yeah, I will say, the first hour, it's a two hour movie and it shouldn't be. It should be an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And the first hour and a half slow. It's really slow. It's really, really slow. I feel like we're just building up an acute, like, an excuse plot. We're doing the, you know, getting to know doomed characters. Mm -hmm. More fun, silly, like, if the whole movie had just been Refuge and Audacity, it would have been a better movie. Mm -hmm. You could have very easily made this film where, like, the sabotage crew is not Jonas's crew. We never go down there. And we just learn about all that stuff up top so we can immediately get to Fun Island. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it's it's just not that interesting to build up this plot. And, like, it... Apparently earned itself a sequel. Like, apparently the Meg was good enough to warrant this film's existence. Uh, and I've heard people say that Meg is a good, fun, dumb shark movie. This is not. I would have really liked this to have been more fun. But this is just... The first hour and a half is such a slog. So, so slow. So it's a stay doomed for me. Yep. Uh, I would say it's a stay doomed because... It's not fun enough. And I, I I wish there was someone with a little more charisma than Jason Statham in the lead. Really? Yeah. I just, I, he, he did nothing for me in this movie. I enjoy Jason Statham. But like, I liked Mac and DJ a lot. Yeah. 
Um, everybody else was kind of just there. Like, we lose Regis for long periods of time in this movie. Like, she survives to the end. We see yeah. her on the beach at the end. I can't tell you what Regis does once she leaves the trench. Well, once she leaves, like, the place where she and DJ get initially captured, I don't know what happens to her, but she clearly lives. Yeah. I don't care about these people. I feel like they didn't bother to make us care about these people because they assumed we had seen the original, which we hadn't. Correct. So that's going to do it, I guess, (laughs) for this. Uh, We're probably going to jump into another Razzie film uh, next week. Uh, And if you're, you're having fun with us, patreon.com slash plus two comedy. If you want to join our fun, cool discord, we got to hang out with one of our patrons recently at a wrestling show. So we did. Yeah. It's always fun to talk to our wonderful patrons. Where can people find us? You can email us at the stay doomed show or on Facebook or the stay doomed show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at stay doomed. And if you're finally ready to take me seriously as a scientist, I am at plus two comedy on Twitter. Uh, if you just want to watch the sharks do shark things, I'm at Priorities on Twitter. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>